Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator Podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low-stress and high-income business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. So I'm going to do a series that's diving in super deeply into imposter syndrome, more specifically, what is imposter syndrome? How does it show up? How can we recognize the signs? How it affects us in business, the root causes of imposter syndrome and how to overcome it, and the unexpected yet powerful link between imposter syndrome and abandonment trauma and the consequences in our business. So it's going to be, I haven't decided yet, maybe a three or four part episode. And in this specific one, I'm going to talk about what is imposter syndrome, some of the typical signs of imposter syndrome and how you can spot it. So imposter syndrome is an umbrella term that describes many things, but the main idea is that it's a psychological phenomenon, as in it is a thought process rather than factual objective reality, so a psychological phenomenon that causes us to doubt our skills, our talent, our competences, Um, It will cause us to underweigh our achievements and make us feel like an imposter or a fraud among people that we feel are more qualified, more competent, more legitimate and belong where they are more than we do. So the way that it is commonly going to show up and that you could pick it up in your own life is persistently feeling like a fraud among the quote-unquote real deal people, the people who deserve to be there or who are qualified or who are competent, etc. Doubting ourselves and our competences, especially despite our achievements or despite positive feedback that we are doing everything the way we're supposed to be doing, or positive feedback from either clients or, you know, your boss if you work in corporate, that you are doing amazing and that you are meeting all of the expectations. That positive feedback usually does little to nothing to alleviate the inner feeling that we should be more performant. Pretty much any sentence that starts with who am I to blah, blah, blah. So who am I to ask for a promotion this early? Who am I to start a business when I don't even know uh, anything about business? Or who am I to sell a program that's $3,000 when I just started my business three years, uh, three months ago? Or who am I to want to grow my TikTok account to 200,000 people or followers? Like, who am I to think that people will listen to me? So the who am I is usually a very good indicator that imposter syndrome is messing with your mind. And also beating ourselves up for quote-unquote failures or not reaching a specific goal because part of us really believes that we should have been able to do it. And then we're going to draw a very often inaccurate conclusion that the reason why we did not reach the goal or that we failed is because we are a fraud, because we're not competent enough, because we're not good enough. So we're going to take the lack of results as evidence for, for our inadequacy, which again is a feeling, not a fact. Now, here is how imposter syndrome typically 
affects us either in our own business or the corporate world. So the biggest sign in corporate world, or even maybe at university or in high school, you can relate to this, when the teacher asks, you know, for who can solve the problem that's on the blackboard. You might know the answer, but you're not going to raise your hand or show up because you're afraid that you might get it wrong and make a fool of yourself. Or when there is a positioning, when there's a position, sorry, opening either in your company or in a company that you'd like to apply for, you're not going to apply because you feel that you're not competent or qualified yet. Maybe you read the job description and you think to yourself, oh my God, this is out of my league. I can't do this. When very often people with... 70% of your competences are going to um, go for it and probably learn on the job and they were not more qualified than you initially or not standing up or speaking up, you know, in a group. Um, If you feel that you might make yourself a fool again and the more sneaky ways imposter syndrome can really F us up in corporate or in any type of job, including our business, is that because we constantly feel that we are not enough, so it imposter imposter syndrome stems from not feeling good enough, because we don't quite feel good enough, we're going to take more work than we can handle, or more clients than we can handle, um, or more projects than we can handle just to prove that we are worthy to be there, or we are going to have poor boundaries with our clients because we want to make sure that they're super happy and that we prove that their investment was worthwhile. So now we're answering emails or text messages outside of business hours or just going above and beyond, but in a not so healthy way, always worrying that we're not coaching them well enough or helping them well enough or giving them therapy well enough. Maybe reading a book on, I don't know, hypnosis, deepening techniques, just because we feel that maybe they weren't deep enough in their last session, etc., etc. So the common signs, if I were to give more examples so you can really identify or not with it is feeling like a fraud amongst other people that we are under the impression are more adequate, more legitimate, more competent. The truth to the matter is that they feel just as bad as you, but no one is talking about it. Obviously, we're not going to run around Instagram saying, I feel like a fraud. So we have the biased perception that everyone has their shit together when in fact that's not the case. It also, business-wise and company-wise, if you work in a company, is going to feel very uncomfortable to ask to be paid what your services are worth or to ask for a raise or an increase in salary. Because again, if you feel like a fraud or if you don't feel legitimate, it's going to be very difficult to ask to be paid what you want to be paid or what you feel your services are worth. Lack of trust or lack of self-belief makes you overthink and procrastinate because again, when we have imposter syndrome, we tend to think that there is the right way to do it and the wrong way to do it. So the right way is the people who are legitimate, who know their shit, who are competent enough, they get it right. And if I'm a fraud and I have imposter syndrome, I might get it wrong. So there is this very like binary black and white way of seeing the world and fear of failure or fear of not doing the right thing that is going to be very pronounced, which usually usually leads to procrastination or analysis paralysis or basically stagnating because we're so afraid of making a wrong move, which if we hypothetically did, would just confirm what we are so afraid of, which would be that we are not good enough or not competent enough or not that smart. So it really keeps us stuck in this state of paralysis because if we dare make a bold move or if we dare, you know, try launch a program or if we dare apply for that job or if we dare set a boundary and then 
that action is met with not the results we want, we're going to subconsciously or consciously be afraid that the lack of results or the fact that whatever we try didn't work is just an indicator that we are an imposter or that we're not competent enough, we're not good enough, rather than seeing it as just a normal part of business. Like even super successful people who've made millions and millions, sometimes they launch a program and it just doesn't work or they make like a third of the money they usually make or a third of the enrollments and sometimes it just happens. Just like when you go play tennis or whatever your sport is, running, sometimes we have a bad day. And it doesn't mean that you can't play tennis anymore or that you can't run. It just means that you had a bad day. You know, maybe your body wasn't in top condition, maybe this, maybe that. But it doesn't mean to me doesn't need to mean anything else than, oh, I didn't have a great tennis day, I'll go again next week and it's going to be better. But in business, what we do is that we take a not so great day or not so great successful launch or not so great anything we tried as evidence that the problem is with us rather than just dismissing it as a very common thing that any employee or entrepreneur is going to experience. Now, another aspect is visibility. So being visible, whether that is, you know, in a team meeting or online, if you have an online business, is going to be very scary because, again, first of all, we might feel that we're going to get judged, that people are going to make fun of us, or that we're not legitimate to talk about a certain topic when there are people out there who are more of an expert, which that's a losing game because there will always be people who know more about your topic than yourself, so if you compete with them, you can only lose. And then there's also the aspect of what's the point of making myself visible if no one is going to listen to me anyways? Because what I have to say, either everybody already knows it or no one would listen to me. This is very common imposter syndrome where you feel like a fraud or like an imposter, that you feel that you're not legitimate, that no one would listen to you, that no one would care, or that you're not interesting enough in some way, you're not competent enough, or not of an expert enough to draw attention to you. And again, this is wrong, but this is a very dominant feeling around visibility, and it was probably caused, which we'll talk about in the next episode, of people never listening to you, or people never giving you attention, or you expressing yourself or expressing some needs or interesting ideas when you were younger, and people dismissing them, or calling you a show-off, or whatever. Um, There's also the compulsive behavior of always reading more books, watching more YouTube videos on a specific topic, getting more certifications or diplomas in a specific area of your field because you feel inadequate or not competent enough. Um, or you feel that that would make you more legitimate to have that list of credentials on your CV would somehow make you more legitimate in the light of either your employer or a potential client. Now, the trap with that is that very often we pay lots of money and spend lots of times uh, spends we spend lots of time getting these extra certification certifications diplomas or like me I would read a lot about you know deepening techniques and hypnosis or how to become better at EFT but as long as we stay in the theoretical um, framework we never actually really feel better about our own competences the more we read and the more we learn and the more we get certified or trained 
the more we realize that there is a universe of things that we do not know about our topic because any field can go so deep. So it usually creates more anxiety about just pointing out everything we don't know rather than helping us gain confidence about what we do know. And the only way to alleviate that specific feeling is to get practical experience. So it's literally working with clients or starting at a new company or taking that new position. In the beginning, it might be a bit scary. It might be a bit tough. But once we get a hang of it and once we get practical experience and have experiences of success in whatever we're doing, that's how we're going to build the confidence rather than theoretical knowledge. And if you look at any expert who's really good at what they do, whether that's, you know, an athlete, a surgeon, a writer, a musician... No one ever get, got good by reading books or getting theoretical knowledge. It was always through practice and someone sometimes trying, failing, not succeeding. And last but not least, um, another common sign in no specific order is feeling kind of an off feeling when you give advice or when promoting your services because part of you believes that you should be further along, part of you believes that you should be more successful or if you help people... You know, if you're a business coach or a spiritual uh, mindset coach, you might feel, oh, who am I to be giving advice to people when I don't have my shit together? Or who am I to tell people how to eat intuitively and love their body when I have shitty body days and I don't like to look myself in the mirror? Or how uh, can I teach people about marketing when lately my engagement rate on Instagram has been low? All of that belongs to the realm of imposter syndrome. So if you recognized any of the above-mentioned items on the imposter syndrome list, congratulations, because now you know that the problem is not you, the problem is imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome affects at least, and those are the official numbers, so it's probably more, 70% of the workforce, men and women combined. It's probably a bit worse with women because men, at least in companies, tend to just go for it. And very often you have underqualified men um, applying for jobs that they could technically not really do, but then they just learn and they're fine. Whereas women tend to be more cautious and they underestimate their abilities compared to men. And that's a phenomenon that has been seen in many different fields. Same with like driving or investing, like it's a pretty common thing. We'll not into enter into why that is now because it's not really relevant. But if you have imposter syndrome, congrats. You just joined the very big imposter syndrome club. And now, most importantly, you know that the reason why you're feeling that way is not because you are inadequate or because you're a fraud or because you don't know enough. It's just a psychological phenomenon. Imagine it like a virus in a computer that hijacks the computer. Well, you have a bit of a virus, which is called imposter syndrome in your mind, that is biasing your self-image and your level of competences, making you believe that you are less qualified and less good than you actually are. And the great news is that there is a model and a system to overcome imposter syndrome, which I'll be talking about in the next episodes, and that you can do something about it and that you do not need to spend a gazillion years and a thousand dollars on extra certifications because that's actually not going to help at all. And there is a better, more efficient way to alleviate imposter syndrome. So I hope that this was super useful to understand better what imposter syndrome is how it's likely to show up in your life or in your business. And I will see you in the next episode about this series on imposter syndrome. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. 
Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you. The Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance and clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inaspadar.ch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.